Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you today, sir? I'm good. And by the way, this is Derek. Derek, this is Nick. By the way. By the way, yes. So, man, box office, Crazy Rich Asians is number one for the second week in a row. They only dropped 6% in sales on their second weekend. That That's excellent in far, as far as one to two weekend drops. Yeah, I'm so used to the Marvel movies and all the other big action movies that drop 50, 60% their second weekend, but dropping 6%, that's awesome. They've done $76 million in uh, two weeks in the U.S. on a $30 million budget, so they are doing pretty darn well. Yeah, that, that, and now it's almost like after you telling me about it and how well it's doing in the box office, I, I think I actually might want to watch this movie. Dude, I, you know, I got to admit, I like the movie so much, it actually made me Google. It made you Google? It made me Google. I, I had realized I don't know a thing about Singapore, so I had to go and look up uh, stuff about Singapore online. Oh, did you? What did you learn anything about Singapore? I don't even know where is Singapore at. Exactly, I didn't even know that. It is a city state on the southern tip of Malaysia, basically. I don't know where Malaysia is either. Uh, like way southwest of China. Okay, so it's Southeast Asia, right? Still that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like geographically, I didn't know where it was at. I didn't know about its uh, its history at all, about how that was a big money place for the British, and now it's become a big money place for uh, Asians. And uh, just yeah, the politics and geography, I didn't know a thing about it. And, and a big chunk of that movie takes place there. And pretty cool place. Makes me, if I had the money, I would go visit it. I wonder if they have panda bears there. Um. Hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I think panda bears are bigger, big in Southeast Asia. Uh, China, I, I know, has like has like panda farms and all that. Yeah, people can actually go through and feed baby pandas and help take care of them. I saw I saw a report on that on Vice News. Oh, okay. What do they do? Do they slaughter them like we do with our farms here? Hmm. Mm. Bet they'd be good. Bet they'd be yummy. Panda, panda, panda. Panda Express, bringing it to a new level. Ooh! <gasps> yes! Fuck. Yes. Would you like the noodles or the rice with your panda? Mmm. Do you like lean panda? I want the dark meat, not the white meat. <laughs> I like the legs, personally, myself, and the breasts. Mm. Oh, pervert. <laughs> Leg and breast man, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> leg and breast man. <laughs> God right. love you for it <laughs> Amen brother Number three in the box office was Happy Time Murders It's opening weekend only did 9.5 million on a 40 million dollar budget So You know I'm interested to see the movie I think it might be funny I got a feeling I'm going to rent it But uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised how low it did in the box office My wife and son Are going to go see it tonight Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah they're... How do you talk her into that? Uh, they both want to see it. All right. I, I'm like, why? But, you know, they, like, especially my wife, it, like, doesn't typically seem like the type of movie that she would like to see. Mm -hmm. But, you know, by all means, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what they say about it. Um, I'm with you. I'll see it, I think, probably when it comes on, like, Redbox or something like that I, on demand. It's not really one that I just want to rush out and see. So Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's good, though. I, I haven't re read any reviews on it yet, but I hope it's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, number five was uh, Mile 22 at the box office. And uh, God, poor Mark Wahlberg. Big action movie, $50 million budget. And in two weeks, it's only done $25 million. Poor guy. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Maybe you should have had Ted in the movie. I know. He could have been in third place this week instead of a fifth if he had, like, you know, Ted carrying a gun, you know, swearing, blowing stuff away. Yeah, like Ted with, like, like commando face paint and shit on. Yeah, we're we're in the vest with the Rambo red headband on. Absolutely. Yes. He's <laughs> just like walking down the street with like two machine guns in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. he, he hollers, "Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers!" <laughs> just <laughs> combine them all together. <laughs> Uh, I, I am the law. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I can just imagine Ted saying that. <laughs> uh, and then he gets into the street. What am I supposed to do with the three seashells? <laughs> I still don't know what you're supposed to do with three three seashells. Three seashells. That is hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows, by the way. I think it's one of life's great mysteries. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Sandra Bullock might know. She might. She might. Wesley Slipes might know. Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. Nah, probably not. He had gold hair in that movie. He did, and that was his cocaine days too, right? Yeah, I read today he's making, developing two Blade movies for Disney. So maybe he's back on that cocaine. Nice. I'll definitely check those out. So speaking of Disney movies, Ant-Man opened over the weekend in China, Derek. Yes, it did. And it smashed in China. Opened at $68 million. That's 200. That, yeah, that is huge. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely huge for our opening. And that uh, you take uh, $211 million that it made in the U.S. and plus... Three hundred thirty-four million. It's made uh, foreign numbers, so it has passed Ant-Man one as far as total uh, money grossed at the box office. That's awesome. It, it's great that they took that small, kind of relatively unknown, not really liked character, and uh, two successful movies. Now that's that, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the that's the true spirit of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It seems. Why? Do, why he seems like he's the most inter, uh, internationally the most popular character as compared to the U.S. I wonder why that is. That's a. I, I don't know. I I would say maybe it's the actor, but like I wouldn't think Paul Rudd would be like a huge megastar worldwide. Yeah, I mean, I would get why Ca- Captain America would be bigger in the U.S. than anywhere else. I don't really get that for Iron Man or for Thor. I kind of get it for Black Panther, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but see, he seems to be, be the one who's bigger overseas than he's hit, than he is in the U.S., and I think he's the only one that's like that. Maybe it's the the science of the movie that people enjoy. Okay. Um, I know. I know. Currently, in the in the Ant Man comic book series, the current writer right now is actually a uh, physicist, and he is writing the comic books now, and he's getting very very technical in the comics, from what I've heard. Yeah, and maybe and maybe that's kind of that's appealing to uh, some of these cultures uh, worldwide. It's not just like the br- the American brute like um, 
everything that you got to have some smarts and everything like that. Maybe that's kind of it. Yeah, the whole uh, intellectualism versus populism type uh, debate that I've been hearing about lately. Could be. Very well could be. Yeah. So let's go with that well, one. Very good. What else you got for movie news for us? Uh, I went to the movies Tuesday night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I saw did a you get movie. Popcorn? That I did not. Oh. Uh, um, I saw a movie that's 25 years old uh, yeah. this year. And um, I went with my wife and we saw Rudy. Uh, at at the theater, I wasn't at the theater. I loved it. I I, yeah. I loved it because I never got to see Rudy at the theater when it first came out, but I've seen that movie well over a hundred times. And uh, seeing it at the theater it was kind of interesting because there were things in the background that I noticed that I couldn't. You couldn't tell on VHS release and even on Blu-ray later on. Uh, like a really quick note, uh, the the football scenes at the very end of the movie were filmed during halftime of a Notre Dame Boston College game uh, in 1991 or 92, and the interesting thing is the team that they played in the movie was Georgia Tech. So if you look in the stands really closely, it, you see Boston College signs and people wearing red at this Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech game in the movie. So uh, very interesting little tidbit. They filmed all those football scenes in a matter of about 12 minutes. They ran out on the field, did everything, and then they ran back off during halftime. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, very very cool. So I thought, it would, uh, I thought the rest of the world loved Rudy as much as me, so I thought the theater would be packed. It was not. There was 14 of us total. And uh, I think my wife and I were the youngest ones there. But that's okay because I didn't let it affect uh, my enjoyment of the movie. I smiled from beginning to end. So uh, it was very cool. And one of the things that I really liked about it, if you go to a site, it's called uh, Fathom, F-A-T-H-O-M.com. It shows you uh, on that site old movies that are going to be released in theaters for one or two nights uh, coming up. Like... Die Hard's 30th anniversary is about to be released in theaters for two nights. So just a kind of a cool thing that they've got going on. Yeah, I, I uh, at the local movie theater, that is a, uh, not an AMC, what's the other one? Um, Regal? Anyways, uh, Regal, yes. They were advertising the Phantom events nonstop uh, years ago, so I, I've heard of it, and uh you know, I'm not surprised about the low turnout. You're, you are only the second person I know that's ever gone and seen one of these kind of throwback movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I guess uh, it, when they re-release they like Star than, Wars and stuff, that's one thing. Well, even that, I, I thought if they were bigger, I would think, and they're getting bigger turnouts, I think they would show more than one or two nights and they wouldn't show them on a Tuesday. That's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. So, but but I enjoyed it. So I, you know, it's a niche type thing for certain people, and uh, that maybe want to see stuff on the big screen or something like. I w- if it wouldn't have been on a Tuesday, I probably would have took a couple of my kids, at least my sons, to see it. I think that would have been a cool experience. But it's all good. I enjoyed it, and uh, I might do it again to see another movie. I really like the idea of Die Hard. I said something to my wife, and she was like, we are not doing that. And I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, uh, wrapping back to superheroes, uh, so I heard in the news this week that uh, Alec Baldwin's going to be playing Thomas Wayne in one of the Batman movies. Yeah, I heard the same thing, and then I read today that he's not. Huh? <laughs> he's already dropped out of the uh, <laughs> out of the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Way to go, Warner Brothers! You guys are just planning and executing with the DC universe so well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked by this, you know, because they've. So, so I can't even figure out which Batman movie it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think so. I think it was the Todd Phillips Joker movie, and I think uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, went on Twitter and said, "Ha, he had to drop out because he can't hold my jock." I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I know Alec Baldwin. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Negan in Walking Dead, and he also played uh, Thomas Wayne in uh batman versus superman uh so there was a lot of rumors that he was going to come back to play thomas wayne in the flashpoint movie oh okay (laughs) so you had to say was negan i I know negan (laughs) my bad (laughs) complicated they need 20 more batman movies that's what they need yeah they do and i think tracy morgan is actually going to be the new thomas wayne that would be awesome. I would so sign up for that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's I, I, he's. I think Tuesday they said he was going to do it. Thursday came around. He said, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the uh, Shadow sequel is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What lies in the, the darkness of lies. What's the line? I know it lies in the darkness of hearts of men. No. Oh man, I don't know. I don't I've know. Got the words, I just don't have the order down right. But it makes me want them to redo Dick Tracy really bad. <laughs> God, that that'd be an interesting movie to rewatch these days. Yeah, yeah, really. It was pretty. It, it was pretty wild and out there, but man, they went for it. They really went for the comic book thing. I enjoyed that movie when I was a kid, but I when I was a kid though, so I was kind of amazed by it. I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I was just—I was kind of blown away by how, how bizarre it was. I haven't seen it as an adult. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what I thought of it now. Yeah, it's at least twenty-five years since I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. I won't be going to the big screen to see the re-release of that. That's for sure. It's the commute home with Nick and Derek. This is Nick from Chicago's northwest suburbs. Our hosts chat about well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. Talk about some movies. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make the commute home. Hey, don't honk at me. So going from the big screen to the little screen, uh, on Stars this weekend, uh, they premiered a new documentary series called America to Me. Uh, the series, you know, it's about high school students in an integrated uh, suburban high school. Um, I thought the series was okay. The, the, I saw the first two episodes. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible. It might have some promise. I'm not really sure what story they're trying to tell and what the narrative is yet, but it might be worth giving a chance. But the big reason why I actually would give it a chance is because the show takes place in Oak Park, real real close to us. Yeah, I checked out the show as well. Uh, I've only been able to watch the first episode yet uh, so far, but um, like you, I'm not sure where they're going with it yet. I don't find it to be... Uh, so far, I don't find it to be like groundbreaking at all, but I think it's interesting enough to keep watching to see kind of where it goes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I think that's all we got for small screen news. Let's start talking about uh, the internet. I like the internet. Let's go online. On Netflix, this last week, we got the premiere of Burt Kreischer's new special, Secret Time. Uh, he is the party stand-up comic. He is the the man with the dad bod that does all the stand-up comedy with his shirt off, just showing out his big beer gut and his hairy chest all to the world. Uh, his comedy's a little dirty. Uh, he's pretty funny. He's pretty silly. He cracks himself up on stage all the time. I watched the special this week, and it was hilarious. I definitely recommend uh, Burt Kreischer's new special, Secret Time. It's dirty. He's a dirty comic, but uh, if that doesn't bother you, it's a good show to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I had never honestly heard of this person before, but after you told me about it and you know what he does on stage and everything like that, I, I got to check this out. I, I got to see this guy giving comedy without his shirt on and a dad bod, as you call it. So I, I got to check this one out. It's his second special. His first special is on Showtime, and it's called Machine. And he's kind of got this um, this notoriety uh, about him is that he ended up partying with the Russian mafia for like weeks when he was 22 years old in Russia. Uh, so for the first few, few years of his career, he told that story at every single one of his stand-up shows. Uh, so th I watched that first stand-up sh uh, show just to hear, hear that story. And it is an incredible story. Do you think he knows what's in the Trump dossier? Oh, God. Well, I think everyone knows what's in the Trump dossier since that's public knowledge now. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, okay, never mind. Got you again, Nick. Do you think he he knew before us? Damn, news watcher. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know if he, he doesn't really talk about partying with the Russians anymore, but uh, he basically, he was on a, a high school trip with his, with his, um, with his class, or college trip with his class, and uh, he early on, they found out that he could drink, and he started partying late at night, ended up partying with Russian mob guys. And the mob guys liked him so much and thought he was so funny, they took him around with them everywhere. And he he even got involved in some uh, Russian mob uh, um, scandal, robberies and stuff, and actually had, had run-ins with the cops and all that, but uh, he was connected enough that he, he kept his nose clean. It's a funny story. <laughs> He's like a Russian mob mascot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's exactly what he was. This kid running around with these killers and, uh, and, he, and he, he made it. Uh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. And, and the new one, uh, the new one's called secret time, right? Yes, it is. Excellent. I'm gonna have to check that one out. And he tells secrets right away about himself, about his kids, about his a lot about his wife. I'm I'm like God, this has got to cause problems at home. He even said stuff about his neighbors, uh, like the neighbors that he hangs out with. So I'm like, oh God, this guy. <laughs> it sounds pretty good, and all with no shirt on. All with no shirt on, the party man, and and uh, he he's such a partier. He he is endorsed by Tito's vodka. So he's on stage. He's probably drinking Tito's while he's doing a stand up. Wow, that's. Very good, <laughs> very good. He won a contest one year, and he was, and he was declared like America's best partier or something like that. So that, that's part of his notoriety. So he won America's best partier, something like that. Yeah, 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, neither did I. So, like, he always feels, like, compelled to, like, after every show, hang out and drink with everyone in the audience and just hang out with them. And he's Mr., you know, out till 5 a.m., um, hanging out with the, with the crowd. And, and this guy's, like, our age? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's going to bed while I'm, when I'm getting up in the morning. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's why we're not stand-up comics, man. We don't have the metabolism. <laughs> that's the truth. Yep. That's why we do this as I drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't go, we, at our age, we don't go hard anymore. We just phone it in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> two Literally, fo- Two yes. phones sometimes, though. Living the crazy yep. life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, also from Netflix this week, uh, Ozark season two premieres this Friday, tomorrow, uh, as we're recording this, and uh, that'll be huge. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that lock themselves in their ho- in their homes and binge watch season two of Ozark because season one was so good. You know, I I didn't see season one, but uh, you know, based on what you told me and based on what I've read, uh, it sounds like a really cool show such an original premise uh and just it's led by jason bateman and uh it's just it's awesome i it, it's a show that i i dare you to watch season one episode one and stop because th- that first episode is just incredible excellent excellent and i'm sure teen wolf 2 doesn't show up at all though uh why would it because jason bateman was teen wolf 2 okay show up how do you mean like I don't know. Maybe there's werewolves in the Ozarks. I don't know. I was just making no, them. no. Okay, no. It, it does sound like an interesting show, though. I actually just heard an interview with Jason Bateman the other day. That's a he's a really smart guy. Uh, that Jason Bateman dude. I think he writes and directs Ozarks. Ozarks. I know he directs it. I'm not sure if he writes it. Okay, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely. And you get to see like that that Bateman humor kind of done, but done in a dramatic situation, not a comedy situation. And he's really this kind of guy that if you met in real life, you probably wouldn't like him. Um, but uh, it's it's a great show. I, I root for this guy in the show. Cool, cool. Could you could you tell me the premise of the show without spoiling the show? Season one lays it out really well. Uh, I'm sorry, episode one tells you the entire premise. Uh, basically, he has to make money, or else the Mexican drug cartel will kill him and his family. And he needs to make it quickly and clean. Well, that'll put you in a predicament. That's for sure. That will make you frantic and do stuff like you wouldn't believe you'd do, like move from Chicago to the Ozarks in one day with your family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't ever think I would do that. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it sounds like an interesting premise. I'm, I'm going to have to check out Ozarks. Season one before season two, obviously. Obviously. Definitely worthwhile. And the last thing I got from uh, internet news is I got an email from Rivet TV yesterday uh, talking about uh, Kevin Smith's Hollyweed, the series that he was trying to get funded on Rivet TV. They, of course, did not meet, meet their funding goal like you and I talked about a couple weeks ago. But since it did so well, Rivet TV themselves has decided to fund the first three episodes themselves. Really? Yeah. So so uh, so no money will be taken from people that pledged to uh, the campaign, and Rivet TV is gonna um, probably for marketing and for advertising gonna make the first three shows for Kevin Smith or pay for the first three shows. Okay, so they're gonna go ahead and film three and see where it goes from there. Is what it sounds like. 
I think what they're going to try to do is charge for uh, for you to watch those three episodes, a couple bucks each, oh. and then uh, and then yeah, because I think this is Rivet TV's kind of first project. That that's the only thing that's on their side right now. So I think they're going to they're trying everything to kind of build it up and make it a thing of the future. I think it's great, I and mean, you know what? I I might actually like once they do that, I'm. A- I might actually pay for those episodes because I know when we talked about this before, you said that, you know, you, you had said, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll pay for this amount. I think you said two ninety nine an episode. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw the episode, the original, ep- the, the pilot episode, I guess, if you will, and thought it was good. I didn't donate any money, but, um, or say that I would pay for it, but I might actually have to pay for this because, uh, it sounds like it did pretty well. So what did the email say to you though? Just kind of what you laid out that they're going to do this instead of that. Yep. Yeah. They basically said that even though they didn't meet their funding goals, uh, they're still going to go ahead and, and the, uh, the website's going to fund the first three episodes and those will get made. And I believe it said in the email that, uh, they'll be available to watch if you pay for them. Did it say when they would be available, when they're going to plan on doing that? No, no other details besides that. Okay. I, I think it's a really cool idea, man. And it's like, uh, like you said, this is kind of new and, you know, it could be really groundbreaking to see uh, how this Rivet TV ends up uh, five, couple, two, three, five years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Is this going to be something big or or one of the other ones that are already around going to kind of swallow it up? Um, or is it going to be bought out? So we shall see. There's so many TV shows that, that go for pilots and die uh, every year. If there was a place for these these shows to go and, and to get seen and then get crowdsourced and funded, that could change industry. I could see why Kevin Smith's so excited about this. It could be huge. So we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, like, I would love. There's like, there's so many things to your point where pilots were like, "Hey, that sounds like a cool idea. I'd check that out." And then where people can go and they can say, "Hey, I watched the pilot. I really like this. I would pay this much money to continue to see this." And, you know, and they fund TV shows like that. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. And we, we hear about how there's less and less networks and less and less places for people to take their material to try to make money. Uh, you know, this could be a, a new source for people to go. And uh, more content for us, is, I think, is a great thing. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. All right. You want to talk about some history? Let's talk about history because that already happened. This week, this week in history, in history, 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 history. Now. 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 All right, this week in history, uh, in 79 AD, Mount Vesuvius erupted and destroyed the city of Pompeii. Uh, in 1814, during the War of 1812, which I thought only lasted one year, I'm proven wrong. Why do they call it the War of 1812? Anyways, the British burned down the White House. So wait a minute, the War of 1812 was still going on in 1814? Yeah. Why the hell didn't they call it something else? I know. Why didn't they call it the War of 1812 to 1814? Or the War of 1812-ish. Yeah. Or, or the mid-teens, the pre-teens, the 18-teens. The, 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 the War of the early 19th century, something. The War of those guys that invaded and shit. <laughs> the British. The White House War. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I did not remember that at all from history, and I am kind of a history guy, so it goes to show, but, but in 1814, the British burned down the White House. 
And then Gerard Butler said, Olympus has fallen. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Very good. In that. Thank you. Make sure, make sure your, your, your kids learn this important American history story. Yes, I, I'm going to tell them as soon as I get home. You should. You definitely should. As we're sitting around the table tonight, I'm like, did you know the fucking war of 1812 lasted longer than 1812? You shouldn't swear in front of your kids. Okay, fine. And they burned down the White House <laughs> two years later. Maybe they were pissed because the war was still going on. And they didn't know what else to call it. What I had saw was that they burned down the White House in retaliation for Americans burning down the Capitol in Toronto. Oh, turnabout is fair play then. Yeah, but they're Canadians, not British, so it gets complicated. Yeah, they're not a real country anyway. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, blame them. Blame Canada. <laughs> blame Canada is correct. Uh, not, not involving Canada. In 1963 this week, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. made his I Have a Dream speech in front of more than a quarter million people in D.C. Wow. I remember when that happened. Not like because I was there, but I remember that part of history class, not those other two, but I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. Uh, in 1991, the Soviet Union fell this week. The USSR had fallen, which stands for the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Sounds like something out of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the USSR. <laughs> Wasn't that the Enterprise? <laughs> they, yeah, I think you're right. They yeah. boldly went where no man had went before. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Russia. <laughs> yeah, and Gorbachev with that thing on his head. <laughs> He's like a Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. absolutely. See, and that's where... Uh... <laughs> Uh, for for birthdays uh, this week, uh, 1797, the Frankenstein author Mary Shelley was born. 1908, 36th President Lyndon Johnson was born. And in 1910, Mother Teresa was born. I learned something kind of interesting about Mother Teresa this week. What did you learn about Mother Teresa this week? Uh, so John McCain recently passed away, the U.S. Senator from Arizona. Uh, HBO had done a documentary about him uh, about six months ago because they knew this was going to happen after his cancer diagnosis. Uh, the name of the documentary on HBO is called For Whom the Bell Tolls. Uh, and what I found in that documentary was uh, John McCain and his wife actually adopted a little girl from one of Mother Teresa's um, orphanages in Bangladesh. Interesting. I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. And when, when he was running against George W. Bush for the Republican nomination for president, there was actually a big slander campaign set up about his daughter. And everyone was saying that it was actually a, a love child that he was raising. Him and Mother Teresa had a love child? <laughs> they, they were actually saying it was an African prostitute. But yes. <gasps> what? Yeah. The, 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 I, I had no idea, but uh, they went low when they were in that campaign. Both sides went very low. Wow. This week in, uh, in, in movie and TV history, Derek, mm -hmm. uh, in 1967, ABC's The Fugitive, Fug Fugitive finale was one of the most, uh, part one, by the way, was one of the most watched episodes of the decade. Did you know there was a Fugitive TV show prior to 
finding out this information that I just told you? I did not know. So is, is the end of part one, like in the TV show, where he's about to like jump off the cliff into the water? Um, no, I believe, um, I honestly, I don't know, man. I think Tommy Lee Jones caught him or something. Wow, that's different than the movie. What was the main character's name, Dr. Kimball? Yes, the main character's name was Dr. Kimball. And there was, oh, okay. there was a, um, uh, a one-armed man person yeah. in the TV show. Uh, but uh, I, I do not believe Tommy Lee Jones was part of the TV show, by the way. Eh, you never know. Maybe he was a kid on the show. He was old enough to be on there. It, it was a very popular TV show, though. Also, in 1993, David Letterman's late-night talk show uh, premiered on CBS. Nice, nice, and and, and uh, he the man can't stop. God, ninety three. So let me count on my fingers. Oh three, thirteen. Wow, like twenty five years later, he's still doing it. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, the, you know he he's off of network TV now, but he does uh, he does the uh, the I can't remember the name of the show. Do you remember the name of the show he's currently doing? What that's called. I believe it's called My Next Guest. My Next Guest, yes. I believe Barack Obama was his first guest on My Next Guest. Uh, was he the first? He was first or second, yeah. Great show. I really enjoy that show. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he's had Barack Obama, George Clooney, um, Jay-Z. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. I believe her name is Malala. Um, I, do you know who that is? No. She was a woman from the Middle East that survived a chemical attack and kind of lost half her face, and now she's become on to be a big um, um, ambassador for hope and for peace. And she's right now, she's in, uh, I think she's going to Cambridge or Oxford or one of the big uh, UK schools right now. I re- uh, okay, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Interesting. So I shouldn't he- say half her face. Uh, she's lost like part of her, like, she lost, like, I think it's like her left ear and like the part around her left ear. Right. So she always wears a shawl to cover it up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize the name, but when you told me the story, I recognized that. So yeah, to your point, I mean, it's really great to to see him, you know, keep on going. And you know, he's actually from my hometown. He's from Indianapolis. So, so, um, so that was our 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 this week in history and and everything else. Uh, I got I got a couple news stories that I wanted to share with you. Derek, I, I, I didn't want to call them news of the weird or anything like that, but I thought they were kind of interesting. And uh, do you like ramen noodles, Derek? Uh, I ate quite a bit of them in college. It's been a while since I had them since, but uh, I do have fond memories of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I keep some in my desk drawer. You never know when you might need them. Well, there's a gentleman in uh, Fayette County, Georgia, who must really have a hankering for ramen noodles because this gentleman stole $100,000 worth of ramen noodles. <laughs> That's insane. Think of how much it cost. So it, it was that like an entire straight truck full of them, like an 88-footer? Yeah, deputies are looking for the theft of a large trailer holding massive amounts of the noodles. Um, and the theft occurred between July twenty fourth, first uh, July twenty fifth, and August first. And um, I, all I can think is the guy's probably eating the evidence right now. 
<laughs> he's at college campuses distributing it. <laughs> How much do ramen noodles sell for? Are like ten cents? No, I, I the, the prices went up. I think it's more like twenty twenty five cents a, a package for ramen noodles now. So since these are black market noodles, you could probably sell them for ten fifteen cents a piece. Ten fifteen cents a piece. And if it's a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. If you're selling those at colleges, I mean, you could you could feed college students for quite a while. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting story, and and this one right here, uh, it kind of reminded me of your dad a little bit. Aging headbangers escape nursing home for heavy metal festival. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, these gentlemen just wanted to rock. (laughs) Says managers of a German nursing home began to panic when they couldn't find a pair of elderly friends anywhere. Police later discovered the men disoriented and dazed at a heavy metal festival. They traveled 25 miles to Wacken Open Air Festival near Hamburg in Germany. I think it's Wacken. Wacken. I could be wrong, though. Wacken. I could be wrong. Wacken. Whacking. The two men nabbed before dawn Saturday were disappointed to miss the last day of the festival, which had began on Thursday. They were sent home via taxi. <laughs> Could you? That's awesome. <laughs> These old men are like, "We're going to this. We're we're we're, we're flying this. We're flying this coop. We're out of here." Uh, <laughs> It reminded me of your dad, though. I can see your dad in a in an elderly citizen's home, and uh, he's like, "I got to get out of here. This, this place, this is cramping my, <laughs> this is cramping my style." Let's go to this concert that lasts for yep. three days. Yep. <laughs> so, so that I I thought that was a very cool story. Yeah, and and the European open air uh, music festivals, the heavy metal festivals that they have over there in the summertime, they're no joke. There's about a dozen of them uh, every summer. And they're just, uh, you know, there's a lot of two, three-day festivals and just huge crowds. People come from all over the world to go to those because, like, if, if you're a metal band, there's a good chance you'll be playing at least one of those over the summertime. So they bring everyone from all across the world. So for these guys to hightail at 25 miles to get there, I'm not surprised. That's pretty awesome. What I want to know is how did they get there? Like, because all I think of is George Carlin and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Sorry. <laughs> The law of the road? <laughs> the law of the road, man. <laughs> the law of the road. <laughs> you know, I will say this. Uh, well, Uber. Uber's everywhere, so, so they could have Ubered it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is is for me traveling uh, overseas, what I've noticed is that our public transportation sucks compared to the rest of the world's. Everywhere I've been to, it's so much better than here. It's so much more available and it's so much cheaper. Mm. Yeah, they could have just they pulled on their their Ramstein Ramstein shirts, however you say that, and and just said, "Hey, man, we're going to this concert," and took the train or whatever the case may be. So. And Duhast, Duhast mesh, Duhast mesh. What's that? Uh, Duhast was Ramstein's first big hit in the U.S. Oh, there you go. I, I was just happy enough to know the name Ram Ramstein. Ramstein. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen him live. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did you go with your dad? No, no. I, I, uh, no, one with friends. Oh, okay. He, but he knows who they are, though, right? (laughs) He he calls them the crazy German band. Yeah. The crazy German band. (laughs) Nice. 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 (laughs) 
tonight? Should we talk about some tweets? Tweets. Tweets. Tweet. 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 If you glue a dead wasp to your palm, you can smack your boss in the back of the head as hard as you want and act like you saved his life. That is genius. That's the tweet of the year, man. Just genius. Thank you, Ken Graham, for your genius and sharing it with the world. Uh, Yes. We should get Ken Graham a trophy. We should should go on Amazon and start selling, like, fake dead wasps. Ooh, I like it. Oh man, you had a wha- whack. Oh man, that would be so good. And you, you wouldn't even have to limit it to your boss. You could do it to, uh, you know, your neighbors, your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your kids. <laughs> I mean, you know, your neighbors' kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so who would be the first person you would smack in the back of the head? Oh man. Ooh. I, um, I plead the f- I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, that I, um, you know, honestly, it would probably be you. <laughs> what a shock! Because I already had number number one and number two picked out. Number one would be you. <laughs> number two would be your oldest son. Yeah, you'd be number one, and my oldest son would be number two. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, your poor oldest. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, poor oldest. He's like smacked twice. What's wrong with these these wasps around here? Who's <laughs> 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 just like both of them? They're smacking back to back. Like they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> I want to do this even more now. <laughs> I want to videotape it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next YouTube video. Is it? exactly. I was just thinking that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a tweet of the week for you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Ma- Maisie Williams, who is a uh, young Arya Stark from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. she had a she had a tweet. It says, "Can't stop thinking about the way American people say herbs." What? How do American people say herbs, Derek? Herbs. Like you're supposed to herbs. Maybe it's herbs. The herbs a person's name. Are you sure though? Absolutely. Could it be herbs though? Where is she from? She's from England, London. Uh, she, she's probably someone that says Illinois. Oh, she could. Yeah. So it's it's herbs. She probably she probably calls her, her the trunk of her car the boot. The boot. Debut. No, debut. Dub- and then she takes her takes her car with a boot and she parks it in her garage. <laughs> garage? Garage. Or is it the carriage house? Like what? No, it's a garage. It's a it's a garage. Yes, but she's obviously saying herbs wrong. Maybe she. Maybe we're the ones saying it wrong. No, no, it's America. <laughs> I'm trying to think how many how many other ways can you say her herbs. Other than herbs, are there other ways? Herbs? You know, in many things in life, there's many wrong answers, but there's only one right answer. Herbs. 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 
herbs and spices. Like if KFC had herbs and spices on, on their chicken, ew. I don't want herb on my chicken. <laughs> you Sick definitely don't man. want herb spices on your chicken. <laughs> oh, even worse, man. Where's herb been? When was the last time herb bathed? Uh, I, I don't know, but you said earlier you like the dark meat. I not herbs dark meat. <laughs> well, okay. How would we were talking about panda? That's true. That is true. Uh, how would um, how do you think somebody from Chicago would say herbs? Herbs. How do you think somebody from Alabama would say herbs? Herbs. Herbs. <laughs> herbs. 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 Hi. <laughs> what about California? Would they say? Herbs. 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 <laughs> Let's see. They say, instead of saying bro, they say bra. So instead bra. of saying herbs, they would say arbs. Arbs? Arbs. 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 Arbs and spices, dude. Herbs and spice. There it is, man. You hit it on the head. So I'm going to call it arbs from now on. Oh, good God. Arbs. Arbs. How would Ar- Arnold arbs give me the arbs and spices? Give me the arbs. See now I'm wondering like how many how many ways are there to say herbs? Because I've always said herbs. So I don't know. You say tomato, I say tomato. Actually, I don't. I say tomato too. You don't. So. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, it's tomato. It's potato and tomato and herbs. That's the right way, correct? Correct. All right, very well. <sighs> Glad we could have that chat. All right, moving on. You want to do a skit? Let's do a skit. My favorite time of the show. Yes, sir. All right, so why don't you set up the skit for everyone? So the skit today, we're going to call, we're, we are me, is going to call T-Pain's Pizza. And uh, we're going we're gonna to order some pizza from T-Pain's Pizza. Thank you for calling Stoic Pizza. This is T-Pain. How can I help you? Is this the real T-Pain? Yes, it is. Like, blame it on the alcohol and bartender? Like, this is you? This is the one and only T-Pain. Can I take your order, please? Oh, my gosh. Hang on. Can you can you say hi to my wife? Hmm? Hang on. Just I'll put you on speakerphone. Can you say hi? Hello? Babe, this is T-Pain. Hmm? The real T-Pain. He's on. Hmm? He is on the telephone. Hmm? All right. Yeah, yeah. Order the pizza. Hmm? Okay, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, do you have any specials? Oh, we got tons of specials, and our prices are low, 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 low. First, we can give you a Caribbean jerk chicken pizza. It is our house specialty. Uh, no. no. It's so hot, you can't believe it. Uh, no, no, no offense, T-Pain, but I can't do... Caribbean jerk chicken. It uh, spicy gives me diarrhea. How about alligator and onion? You kidding it on a boat? 
Uh, can I have, do you have like regular food, like pepperoni and sausage? I'm sorry, but I do not serve pigs here. Is that a joke against cops? Because I am a law enforcement officer. No, sir, it is not. <laughs> uh, uh, can I, uh, do you have any, like, uh, like, what's the, what's the, uh, the Supreme? What's on that? Do you have a Supreme? A Supreme pizza has oysters and oranges. It's salty and sweet. It's the best love song. Do you you have any pizza that you don't have to sing to? (laughs) What are you talking about? This is how I talk. Um, what? what do, how about a nice apple bottom barbecue pizza? Does it come with boots and the fur? No, but if you buy two large pizzas, I will buy you a drink. <laughs> All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Payne, um, can I just get two large uh, uh, pepperoni and cheese pizzas and uh, uh, a two-liter... I told you we do not serve pigs here. I'm not a pig. I'm, just, I'm trying to order a pizza. No, no, no. Pepperoni is from a pig. No, it's not. It's from a package. Sir, I'm concerned about your cholesterol You know what, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it Can I get two large cheese pizzas? I'll put the pepperoni on when I get I I got some pepperoni in the fridge I can just put the pepperoni Can I just get two large cheese pizzas with, with, With a two liter of Coke Do you guys have two liters of Coke? We mostly serve 40s here 40s? You got 40s of Coke? Yes, sir. I've never seen one. I'm I'm interested now. Can I get two of those? Absolutely. Will that complete your order? Uh, You got, you got, uh, you got like barbecue wings? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) What about breadsticks? You got breadsticks there, Mr. T-Pain? We certainly do. What kind of dipping sauce would you like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you just got uh, like a uh, marinara? What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak Italian. I'm from Florida. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> do, you get, do you just got cheese sauce? Can I get some cheese sauce? Like melted cheese, like cheese sauce, like nacho, nacho cheese sauce. Do you got that? Do you got that, Mister Payne? You got it, absolutely. I don't have it. Do you have it? Is what I'm asking. Yes, sir, I do. Can you add that to my order? 
Yes, sir, that takes your total to forty-seven ninety-eight. I got a coupon. I got a coupon in the mail. It says, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, buy, buy one large, get one large free. Is it- yes, sir, that is with the coupon. Spotify royalties aren't paying so well. It's $47 with the coupon? Yes, yeah, so without the coupon, it would be eighty-seven twenty-three. That's pretty expensive pizza, Mister Mister T Pain. I can go to Domino's for cheaper than that. All right, I'll throw in an autograph for free. Babe, babe, T Pain's gonna give us an autograph. Yeah, we're gonna get the damn pizza. Okay, calm down. All right, Mr. T-Pain, well, how long is that going to take? 47 minutes. That's pretty, like, accurate. Forty. We like, know our stuff. Can you make it 30 minutes or less, like the Domino's people? Because my wife's pretty angry. We're not Domino's. I like to play them, not eat them. Uh... <laughs> 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 look, look, Mr. Can I get it quicker if I come? Can you do carry out? Can I come and get it quicker? That was the carry out time. Do you want delivery? Holy shit, man. How long does it take for delivery? Three hours because we do it on a boat. <laughs> you You do what on a boat? Deliver your pizza and stuff. I don't live near a river, man. Like how how do you, how are you going to get it to me on a boat? We have our ways, babe. He said it's going to take three hours. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll be, I'll be divorced in three hours. Are you sh- like? Can we get this? Uh, all right, I'll come and get it. For, like, wait a minute. Where's the boat? How far away are you? Where are you located? You've got the coupon, dumbass. I got a coupon with a telephone number, sir. Did you just call me a dumbass? No, sir. I think you misunderstood my accent. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have your address on the on, on the coupon. So can you tell me your address and, I, and I'll come and get the pizza. I'm at one, two, three, River Lane. We're open till 5 a.m. I don't want the pizza at 5 a.m. I need it in 30 minutes. In River Lane? I do not do 30 minutes. You're at 4620 now. 4620? So if I stay on the phone with you for another 15 minutes, will it continue to go down? It'll go down 15 more minutes, smart guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll see you in 46 minutes and 15, 49 minutes, 45 minutes. Never mind. I'll see you soon. Don't take too long or your pizza will get cold. Thank you for calling Stoicville Pizza. Thank you, Mr. P- T-Pain. And don't forget, are you, don't forget my autograph.
All right. I just pulled in the driveway, sir. All right, Nick. You have a good night. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, man. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is thecommutehome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody.